Come with us now, if you dare, down a rickety staircase into a dank, dark basement. What awaits the Saturday Night Freak Show? (laughs) Welcome back, ladies and germs, to the Saturday Night Freak Show podcast. Every Saturday night, a new episode magically appears on your iPhone, your Android, your Stitcher Radio, your TuneIn Radio, everywhere that podcasts are given away for free. You can get a hold of us on Saturday Night Freak Show, or sorry, Facebook.com slash Saturday Night Freak Show, or you can email us Saturday Night Freak Show at Yahoo.com. This week, oh, sorry, but first of all, I'm Colin. I'm surrounded by the internet radio superstar irregulars, including Travis, Brent, new guests, (laughs) too shy, intern. The intern. Jenny. Gary. And this week we watched Travis's movie. Travis picked what for us? We watched Super, directed by James Gunn, uh, now famously the director of the Guardians of the Galaxy and such fun movies as Slither. Awesome. And uh, he wrote Scooby-Doo 1 and 2. He wrote Dawn of the Dead, the remake. Did he? Yeah. Oh, shit. And he had a career before that at Troma Films, one of your favorite places. This is why I love Super. (laughs) Super is a Troma superhero movie, once again. I don't believe it. It Basically. All right, we saw the Toxic Avenger on this show. We can make the comparison. Brent, true or false, Super feels like a Troma movie. Go. False. Well, I guess it, it feels like a trauma movie in the sense that it feels like an independent film. Other than that, I don't know if it... James Gunn is like the Spielberg of trauma, right? He like found the way to take the trauma humor, the really sort of like obscene humor, the really, you know, kind of... I mean, I, that's why it's like... I mean, to me, this has trauma humor in it. I mean, when... when like, Just better special effects. When there's lots of go- when people are getting hurt and there's lots of gore, there's lots of insane laughter at it. I mean, there's a lot of maniacal like shit directed. Wait, at- you're saying in the movie there's in this insane? movie no, in, wait, in, in this the movie, movie super laughter, or like we're laughing at those? No, moments. no, no. The f- there's there are human beings in this uh, movie maniacally laughing at horrible violence. Well, and the- yeah, I mean specifically Ellen Page, right? Specifically I mean- Ellen Page, right. but then even. Like, even like, uh, well, I mean, we'll get to this later, but when, when Ellen Page uh, crushes the dude's legs and waves the little black girl, the little black girl, you know, is like, you know, friendly waving at this, like, That's <laughs> crazy person that just, yeah. like, drove into a guy because we live in a world of, like, Grand Theft Auto video games and, like, yeah. crazy. I mean, but this is, this is why I'm like, dude, this is trauma but i mean james gunn like grew up from trauma wrote tromeo and julia and uh, i'm not sure how much more he used to be married to uh the girl from the office who was pam the uh, oh, that's uh she's in slither oh, and perkins and perkins and perkins no. <laughs> no. amy amy something isn't it and yeah. perkins is another character <laughs> that is like from from parks and rec no no <laughs> That's her name, like, God damn it, we should yeah. Google this. Yeah. Her name's Pam on the show. But. Pam on the show. This is where we need to do corrections for yeah, like our episodes. It. But, but anyway, anyway, I mean, yeah, she uh, she even uh, directed a movie for Troma named uh, Lollipop. Well, I mean, I get I get what you're saying as far as like he came up through the trauma, like, you know, what do you call it? Like baptism by fire. But 
he evolved, I think, like far, far beyond like well, the, but don't the, most people from trauma? Yeah, but I mean, I mean I, it's like so much so that I don't things. even see like the I mean oh, the right. influence is like oh, even really? hard to spot. Yeah, I mean from me personally because I fucking hate like everything. <laughs> That's what's crazy. <laughs> right. All it has to do is look shinier, <laughs> Colin. Right. Right. No, this no, movie costs no, more, so no, you can't no, see the trauma. Not it at all. But the humor is it. The type of humor in trauma. The type of like no. This is like actual good dramatic writing where like. The trauma well, movies I mean, don't have that. That's what separates. I mean, that's this for from sure. Trauma. But like, but like, that's why I said James Gunn is the Spielberg of trauma. Right, he, okay. The way Spielberg took like bullshit sci-fi from the fifties, then put family and heart into it, or is spe- the way James yeah. Gunn was able to take that sort of like. Well, I mean, even when he made Slither, he can make this sort yeah. of gory, maniacal, but then kind of put these well, characters in there. Yeah, but his humor he, he seems that, to come off of something that's like it's like you'd call it like idiosyncratic moments where like things just kind of happen at, at left odds to like what's actually taking place. You know, it's like the scene in Slither that I remember is like, you know, it's like, you know, one of these scenes where you get all your characters together and they're going to go to this party it happens in all these movies, but in Slither, they're going to, it's going to take place at like this, uh, what are they hunting? Like deer. It's like deer season kicks off and they're all, it's just like insane. You're like, what in the fuck? This is the weirdest place to have a party. That kind of stuff. He does that a lot in this, it feels like, as well. <coughs> yeah, it, well, it's unique situations <coughs> to, to put your characters in. I mean, yeah. it's not stuff that you see normally. Right, but. yeah. And somehow that gives these scenes like a freshness that they wouldn't otherwise have in a, in a similar movie. Yeah. And the most similar thing to this, I guess, at some point we have to bring up the kick-ass, right? Which is another... You know, around the same came out first. Which one came out first? Well, definitely Kick Ass. Yeah, Kick Ass came out first. But Kick Ass was a comic book. Kick Ass was a comic book. This is an original script where Kick Ass was like, yeah, it was an adapted. And to me, one of the biggest differences is in Kick-Ass, the kid's a huge comic nerd. This guy doesn't know anything about comics. Mm, He's just an outcast. James Gunn has it. Well, this is like what's interesting about... well, uh, shit, do I want to jump into the movie right away, or do I want to finish it? Anyway, uh, so this guy, James Gunn, builds the idea that to be a superhero, you would be like a Jesus freak. That's the only way a person would actually be, like, moral true, is this guy's like a Jesus freak. This guy, he only wanders into the comic book store because when he has the visions from the Holy Avenger after uh, his wife leaves him, you know, he... He's just looking for more guidance from the Christ-like figure. Why so he is, is he a Jesus freak? Well, just because he's... Well, number one, he talks about, like, ever... Well, okay, he was... It shows him beat by his parents. So he was beat by his parents about Heather Locklear. Uh, right. Hiding, Heather Locklear pictures. pictures. Yeah. And then he's like, I've had vision. So he, this guy's kind of like... He's attributing the visions to like a kind of divine, a, kind of a schizophrenic. Yeah, but this guy's going through like a schizophrenic. But that life. makes his parents Jesus freaks ultimately. Well, well, but he, well, but he, he prays to God, God for guidance. For, um, yeah. yeah, I mean, not that if you pray you're a Jesus freak, but I mean, he like flips through. I mean, but he doesn't necessarily know what time. Uh, so couldn't Crusaders you just say are. he's disturbed by religion, like well, because of religion? But he's not like disturbed by. It. I mean, he obviously. Believes in the the rules it sets at least. Yeah, because I mean, he believes God well, talks believes, to him and tells him to be a, a God, hero. Clearly, right? He believes that there is some kind of you know 
divine power. Well, he also it believes down that he, literally in a scene in the movie the where finger of yeah, God. the finger of God, the tiniest I mean, tip has, of the tiniest. And that's what's tip. interesting about the character. He has this like uh, very vivid fantasy life, which I think you know usually you attribute that kind of behavior. You know, I mean, he hears voices, he sees visions to someone who's not entirely stable. So that's kind of what the movie does: is it puts you on the side of this guy who you find out. I mean, like. I suppose in reality, who else would dress up in a fucking, you know, just, yeah, that's the, that's become the a point, superhero right? and go out? It's like, this guy's off his rocker to begin with. I don't think they do that so much in Kick-Ass. They say that, like, uh, um, no, that's just girl's dad is maybe a little unbalanced, right? Like, he's the most... Just because he raised Mindy, a child, as a superhero. Which is that's what Batman did crazy. with Robin. yeah. So that he's actually taking comic books from fiction to reality, where Kickass is kind of a dude pretending to take uh, a fantasy from reality, where he meets Big Daddy that's actually fucking done it and like mm-hmm. raised his hit girl is the first real superhero in the world because she was her brain was manipulated and propagandized to be the first fucking superhero. Yep. But yeah, in this, he's really just. The yeah, superhero Wilson, thing, by the way, in this movie, you know the actor who Rain oh, Wilson. Oh, Rain Wilson, yes, yeah, right from Office. Uh, Dwight House yeah, of a Thousand genius. Corpses. He was yeah. Fish Boy. Was he? Yeah, yeah. No the fun. rocker. Yeah, he the was rocker. the naked drummer. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah, he, so he gets the superhero idea from just the idea that he watches the Nathan Fillion as the uh, the Holy Crusader. Yeah, that's awesome too because that's like stunt <laughs> casting for James Gunn. He has like this stable of people like uh, Greg yeah. Henry is in all yeah. his movies. Yeah. Nathan, Nathan Fillion, and, Michael uh, Rooker, Michael Rooker, and his Gemma brother. something is her name, right? No, huh? the, the girl that uh, Pam, Jenna, Jenna, Jenna Fisher. Fisher. There we go, You're Jenna right. Fisher. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. She's Storm. awesome. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. So that's uh, a knowledge grenade. It just kind of came in early, landed. <laughs> I got the first name. I got the first name. <laughs> okay, nailed so it. We? You were talking about something. <laughs> well, no. Uh, well, all right. The holy, the holy, uh, holy Avenger. So, yeah, the this holy, guy being yeah. a. I mean, I took. I totally took it. Like he was, you know, disturbed, and so you know they're making this. So uh, they're adding to once he puts on the costume. Which to me looked like, you know, I just watched the Daredevil series that was on TV. On I haven't seen it. Be careful. Yeah. Oh, dude. Well, by Change the end the of it, you know, he puts on a costume. This is not a, a surprise. And I'm like, this is actually what it would look like. And it's kind of like I handmade this thing myself out of, you know, whatever, padding and shit like that. And, and super. In super, yeah. yeah. It looks like what should be like a real world Daredevil uh, yeah. uh, costume. I like how the costume progresses and it it, it evolves. I guess like they have like he, he gets more padding and then when he starts using weapons and, <laughs> and bombs. There's more, you know. He's got like a utility he gets belt, a, a vest, he's got yeah. A vest, yeah. Well, there's actually well people. I guess I was going to say something else, but people that are out there, you can find them on Facebook. But there's groups they dress as superheroes and go out in cities. And literally, yeah, the police watch him and everything. Oh, I've seen, yeah, yeah, like yeah there's stuff yeah, the about, Phoenix yeah. guy is one yeah, of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's like he, wow. He also kind of feels like like in the beginning of the Dark Knight, the the guys that go out with the guns as Batman. He's like, what I'm makes occupant? <laughs> yes, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Wait, what came first? Was that was Batman? There, the Dark Knight commenting on movies like 
I think uh, it's I think it's a universal thing. I think it's I think it's something that you know. I mean, if you don't have a billion dollars to your disposal and you don't have, well, that's know, why I like when Pete Holmes does his little version of Batman. He goes, "I'm just basically rich and nuts, rich and nuts, rich and nuts." <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I, I mean that's the idea. of This right is that you would have to be nuts to be a superhero. So this guy is a Jesus freak that like just. He, he, he saw Jesus on the wall when he was eight. He, he spells because God talks to him and says some people are the chosen one. Are the, the some, ch- yeah, some, some children are chosen. chosen. He like writes that on his wall and uh, yeah, he I had think a he vision is. of of Jesus sitting on his wall. Uh, yeah, that was yeah. Well, hey, yeah. it's hey, a big deal. deal. Yeah, <laughs> why is everybody so serious? Yeah, <laughs> don't take everything. So the, the fact that his visions are. Jesus related is that from his parents? Probably. It's probably I think James Gunn's like kind of commentary on like how how a, a really strict religious family could like psychologically fuck up a child, and so everything relates. That's why he's always looking for signs, looking for signs in like TV and like shit like that. Always gives him the little like nod, you know, yeah. where. It's like fiction, basically, giving him the nod to be like, you know, Nathan Filling turns to him and says whatever the hell, and he's like, that was the sign. You know? yeah, this yeah, is yeah. God telling me to keep, keep being the Christ. Yeah, that's the one I was thinking of was after he decided to do what he did, and he threw the stuff away. Then he comes on says it, and he's like, ah, and he goes back and grabs it again, because God's it, told him to. But it's God it? is Rob Zombie in this movie, so that's cool. That was funny. Marry her. Didn't yeah, he say something her. about floating? I mean, he's he's looking for these signs, but he's oh. not getting the sign. Make something he float. Says, make something yeah. float. Make something, make something float. I mean, like if if you're looking we for something, float. you'll find it. That's right? basically I mean, what it's like there. when people talk about like the number twenty three, seeing the number twenty three everywhere. Do you think people say that? I it was just There's a, a whole movie. movie about it. Yeah, I thought it's, it was just a movie. Though. It's a real it's thing. Called Travis. the number twenty. Don't see the movie. That was not an endorsement. Yeah, never, no, no, at all, at all. The trailer I, fooled me. I think it's the idea that if you're looking for something, you will find it. You know, like a sign and and something. Because he wants to. I mean, because it is a guy who is like frustrated that his wife left him for Kevin Bacon, who is a drug. <laughs> bacon and eggs. Yeah, bacon and eggs. I'm just wondering how that had to be where it started. Wait, wait, can we pause? <laughs> Pause. Pause. Best Please. thing I've ever seen in my life. Bacon it eggs. was to have Kevin Bacon Explain in the kitchen. It. Kevin Bacon in the kitchen. The guy made eggs. Well, you know, he does that actual promo now. Kevin Bacon eggs? does. No, I know. The, for he oh, is I a know. spokesman I, for I, eggs I've now. I've seen the commercial. Oh, I've seen it. It started all here in Super. <laughs> the fact that he made eggs. And had breakfast with Kevin Bacon. He had bacon and eggs. Yeah. And no bacon in sight. I mean, other than the Okay, so that's like a rough scene, right? Because Liv Tyler, who is Rain Wilson's... Kevin Bacon's just like uh, totally slamming What's the Frank 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 Darby or something like that? Darbo. Darbo? Yeah. (laughs) So Liv Tyler is a recovering uh, drug addict. And... uh, So she's her dad? Whoa. Whoa. I don't think he's... Re- is he recovering? He's yeah. recovering. I thought he's yeah. been off for a long time. Yeah. You're he's always been recovering. recovering for a long time. <laughs> she had someone to to uh, shadow the go, role? Or, I don't know. <laughs> oh, no. I got it, James. I'm good. I don't need any... <laughs> <laughs> Just 
but look so, at the family albums. That's all I gotta do. Yeah, right. Yeah. Well, there was a moment early on there following that, like he loses his wife to Kevin Bacon, and he has this scene where, like, the movie's a comedy, right? I mean, it's got like this kind of tone that's you know not serious so far up to this moment. He has this moment where he prays to God, you know, and it's like this really like. This movie's kind of going dark. Like, it's establishing its intentions, I think, right there. That Like, this is going to be not kick-ass, you know, not like your your average superhero movie or whatever you're expecting here. Even from, like, a light comedy, it's got, like, this dramatic kind of dark side. I thought that scene was really good. Yeah. With, uh, just the how, tentacles. like, pathetic he is. Or yeah, yeah. Just like He's how, like, please, like, everybody God, else, just give me this one everyone thing. Everyone else yeah, has like people else. that love him. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I wanna, starving children in Africa's parents love them. I want to yeah. talk about... But it seemed really personal. Like, you know, it was like, is this, you know, because, I mean, James Gunn wrote this movie, too, you know? I mean, so, like... He I was, felt like that was, that, that seemed apparent from the very first, I think one of the first lines in the film was talking about how he has two moments in his life. I was right. going to bring that, yeah. yeah. And one of them is, like, saying to a cop, like, there, a guy goes into a grocery store or a, a convenience store, a bodega, and he's robbing it, and the cop's like, which way did he go? He's like, he's in there. <laughs> like, or whatever he, he says. He went that way, so, officer. He yeah. went that way. <laughs> and that's one of his moments. I mean, that's... that's he, like, did something good. Yeah, well, and so that's, the, that's what he remembers. defining, like, good moments. He's got a bunch of moments that are horrible yeah. from his past, but he's got these two, his wedding day and this day that he helped this cop. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, buddy. And that's what he remembers. Crystallized. Yeah. Like, these are the greatest moments of his he life. He draws those pictures. Yeah. I will wake up to these every day and be a four. <laughs> but it says so much about the character right at that moment. You know, like, you first meet this guy. And, I mean, you can't help but fall in love with the guy, right? I mean, he's pathetic to an extent. Yeah. But he has, he has this honesty. I mean, the first thing well, that he does. He has a sense of right and wrong. Yeah. You know? Yeah, but that's why I think that's why I think James Gunn uses this like religion thing because he's really saying the only person that would draw this straight line between right and wrong would be some ultra religious person. Because then when you introduce these drug dealer guys who are like the ultimate bad, I mean, that, I think that's what this movie's talking about. The opening of this movie is to a song called uh, "Destroyers," and it's, it's you know, this lyrics are calling all destroyers, calling all destroyers, and. Like, I mean, not that I think the song... I mean, I know the song wasn't written for the movie. Uh, James Gunn talks about how he listened to the song while he was, like, making the movie from some punk band he likes. But I was thinking why he put it in there, why he put it in there. And I'm thinking... I think what James Gunn is talking about are, like... You have two forces, but both are equally violent. You have good and bad... And both have to be equally fucking cruel and and ruthless towards the other. It's just constant, like, battle, right? I mean, like, this Crimson Bolt is the sword of God, right? This is why God touched his brain, and he's going to go out and just fucking whack people in the head with a pipe wrench. <laughs> and he's just, he's 100% justified because he's doing it for good. He's mm-hmm. doing it because God says he's justified for this. And then you got Kevin Bacon, who's this heroin dude that's using Liv Tyler as basically a uh, a dope tester. Mm-hmm. Like, she's his girlfriend, quote-unquote, but he's really just testing the dope, so if it's bad dope, she'll OD and die, or blah, blah, blah. You know, just a guinea pig in a weird way, right? Yeah. Because he is... He's almost like a Lex Luthor coming up. Like, at the end of this movie, was it's supposed to be his really big deal that's going to get him, like, in, the, like, the big dogs, right? 
Can I just say, I love seeing Kevin Bacon as a heroin dealer. I loved it. I loved it. I absolutely loved it. He was hilarious because he's all jittery. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's an interesting point. I mean, I guess that goes back to like, I mean, I don't know if we're dealing with the guy has a psychosis. You know, I mean, maybe. I mean, obviously he's going out and doing stuff. He's driven by a a moral code that's like, you know, deeply ingrained within him. I don't think you have to be necessarily like 100% like a... Uh, a religious person to have this. Well, he's driven by his wife, also. I mean, he well, wants to get his wife. There's, there's a selfish her. motivation a mission. there, yeah. right? Yeah, he's got the mission. But I don't know. It just seemed like uh, I lost my train of thought. Sorry. Go ahead. What? I mean, it's selfish motivation, but it's all about saving Sarah because I like how the backflashes of this movie is oh. all about how. Okay, Sarah's a recovering addict. Uh, what you would assume is a sister or a friend when she says she's going to marry sister's sister. Frank. You know, she's just like, you can't make any big decisions. You're just doing this because, you know, you see people do this and you think you have to emulate what other people's lives are. And But uh, uh, Liv Taylor, Sarah or whatever is saying, I, like, well, I, maybe I, Frank's the only thing that will actually save me. Even Because, I mean, all she does is hang out with party dudes, right? That's why she can easily go back to Kevin Bacon and all these whatever, but Frank is this fucking square. Mm-hmm. So even though, and you do later find out, I mean, she really doesn't love him, but she knows being with him is the only thing that's going to get her away from the drugs and actually, like, whatever. But, you know, so that's why it's like, I like, it's selfless, but it really this movie is about somebody saving one person. It's not about Batman going out every night save saving lots of It's about yeah. one guy dressing up to save one person. Yeah. And then yeah. how that one person's life went out into other directions. Yeah, yeah. yeah, toward, yeah. Well, the thing, too, is even in the beginning, before he even lost her, he had the thing where he came home, and they're all smoking pot, and she's like, close the door. And he's like, I could have saved her right then. It showed him walk over and pick up a fire <laughs> poker and jam it in the guy's mouth. He goes, but I was weak. So he he had that line, he hadn't quite crossed that line yet. It was just the fantasies in his head, and then he crossed that that uh, Frank Castle Punisher line yeah. that you have to meet them on their own terms. You can't go at it halfway. You have to be just as violent and evil as they are. Yeah, they're gonna kill you, so you kill them. Yeah. <laughs> evil kill. Yeah, yeah. That's why. Well, maybe yeah. that is okay. So maybe that is kind of sort of the point that I was going after before. Like it is like the. Uh, in order to become that type of person, he's motivated. It's like a religious fundamentalism then or something. Yeah. Only that can give you that, like, absolute, like, life is either, you know, light or dark. And so as God's hammer, right? I am yeah. in the right. You can do stuff yeah. that's like, Jesus Christ, because that's how this movie, like, it works a lot of its laughs. And it's, it, kind of, it's like this black humor, right? It's very sick, where he gets a pipe wrench and in gory details... Bashes people's heads yeah. in with and it, where so you're just like, up, crime. "Whoa, yeah. Jesus Christ!" That's like harsh, you know. It's like it feels it feels out of place with the tone of the movie, uh, right? Yeah. The violence. Well, I don't know. I mean, I don't. Well, the visual side. Well, I think the, the one maybe. time it really does is when the guy butts in line. That's the one yeah. time where the special it, effects are way more yeah, like graphic, in yeah. close because it's not for such a justified reason, or to I guess to a normal public, you know. Because yeah. like I said, this guy draws a fucking line. Like you don't do right. anything wrong. Yeah, like, nothing wrong. Yeah, but, but the, rules, the like, rules don't change. That's yeah. the point, though. Also, where if I if I wasn't if I was gonna. Like, you know, you're watching this movie and you're behind Rain Wilson 100%. When he does that and 
to the guy that butts in line, that's the point where I would start to be like, whoa, buddy, that might be a little bit too much. I you think know? that's what you're supposed I mean, to do, right? Yeah. That's when you're like, this guy's insane. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. then he gets upset at Ellen Page later. When well, that's she, when they introduce that character. Well, yeah, so. but yeah. that's when she, like, he freaks out because she tries to kill somebody over you know, key yeah. car. Well, that's, yeah. but that's, okay I think, the that. point of the movie. It's like, or, you know, the, the evolution of the character. It's like they have this moment where the audience goes, Jesus Christ, like, this guy's kind of nuts. And then they bring in Ellen Page, so now you can have this guy who you think is nuts making moral judgments on, on her, his yeah. protege who's emulating what he's doing and really in getting off and enjoying She's it. fucking nuts. Yeah. <laughs> oh, She's yeah. like a comic book store uh, employee who loves superheroes, and when she finds out that he's doing this, you know, she wants to be his sidekick. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, she has like, you know, it's like, well, I think that guy was probably the one who keyed my friend's car. And yeah, very I was pretty sure him. it was him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She's yeah. going to kill yeah. him with a rodeo statue. Yeah. She, she she likes the idea of being a superhero more than... For the violence. For the violence yeah. than the actual, like, the justice. But yeah. see, that, that, that thing... justification. I think that thing to me... Linked it, almost. Or superheroes are the justification for the violence. Just being the yeah. superhero. I will be able to ha- hand out justice, and the way that I'm going to do it is by through this violence. And it's like, you know... She's just like so yeah. goddamn happy about she, it. Yeah, she loves it. She is giddy. It's <laughs> funny that that's like the first thing that she thinks of is I'm gonna go get this guy who keyed my car. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this well, is the first thing. Yeah, yeah. Well, you got to find a criminal. You got to go for somebody like well, this guy keyed my friend's car. Yeah, <laughs> Where, yeah. Well, and Rain Wilson, he's out like just like looking for crime and she's like I have revenge was he I looking or was he waiting for crime he was that waiting was that, for yeah crime. that was that was the whole thing she was bored she got bored sitting behind the dumpster waiting for crime yeah that's you know. true yeah, because on his first log entry, he said there was no crime last night. There was no yeah. crime last night. That's like my just favorite line. Yeah, yeah. There, there was no crime last. Night. And I like how oh you, you see night number two, right? <laughs> and they explain night number one. There was nothing. Yeah. Was, night, night number two. Box. It was a box. Yeah, and then she comes on as this kid sidekick. She explains the whole thing to him, and he's like, uh, that whole conversation. You know, well, I don't need a kid sidekick, and you know, and she's trying to come up with her name, and and. uh she goes like he goes well robin he, she's like what the fuck is a robin because she's trying to go what was it the creeping bamp she wanted to call her yeah, bam yeah the creeping bam, the creeping bam. bam. Well, let's just talk about how much better her costume looks than his well yeah because well, ellen it's... page is in it that's why it looked better <laughs> but <yeah. laughs> it seems Not less like uh patchwork i guess yeah his... it's less homemade yeah, yeah. like yeah. she actually might have gone out and bought that but this i want also... my biggest thing that was bothering me is where'd she find the boots that match that quickly I can't find a pair of shoes to match a decent, you know, tuxedo, but she can find these green ass boots that match her outfit. That's Gary, Gary, Walmart, dude, understand. Walmart, Walmart, Walmart. <laughs> it's a definite woman thing. But I think this is also they must know they have a network. We got this. I think this is also something that the movie does. You know, her <laughs> in the costume, she loves being it. It's like some PVC costume. You know, she's modeling it at one point. It's like she gets off a. Of, being in the costume. Well, right? it's like when and there's a yeah. sex scene where she well, this, wants to have sex with him in the costume. It's kind oh, of parallel well, to a, hit, a the, scene in Watchmen. You see yeah, Watchmen where they Owl do that Man kind of same thing. And, uh, it's it's looking at like the people who would you know actually it's demystifying or deconstructing the superhero myth right to reality. That's what these movies are doing. It started with Watchmen. Like sex probably. freaks. Well, that's <laughs> they part, get I think off it's on part being of it. Part of it is the. You know, being that hammer of justice, you know, like I can meet out, I'm above the law and can meet out, you know, uh, violence and it's just and sharing that kind of intimacy with each other. I'm just, yeah, and, yeah, and then I can dress up and, you know, this 
outfit of like latex or whatever. Right. I mean, like there's also like the fetish angle to it. I mean, you know, I mean, that's, you know, part of the, well, I think the, the thing, well, she loves comics. Yeah. Yeah. Right. You know yeah. That. yeah. She loves comics and obviously she's not getting anything from the guy she has in her bedroom at that one scene. Like mm-hmm. she's over it immediately. Well, it's not it's like when, yeah. so it's the fantasy. Yeah. yeah. Like the same way, the same way Frank is watching the religious oh, programming and buying into the violence. High. She is in yeah. the comic book realm. Like this guy actually brought the comic book realm into the whatever. Right. So, you know, she's like getting well, off on that whole thing. Yeah. And, like he brought comic books to life. So she's just, She's just on an adrenaline high, and she's just... Weird laugh, this whole movie. (laughs) (laughs) Well, then she's got the whole idea of the whole in-between-the-pains thing stuck in her head, like, from earlier. And she just wants to... I want to make that into a comic strip now, in-between-the-panels. Yeah, but, I mean, that's a cool idea, you know, that they're... You know, it's like, in in real life, you don't have superheroes sitting around waiting for stuff. In comics, they're always in in motion and doing stuff. And so she says it. Well, he says it, this is in between the panels. It also hit one this of the is real that, life that happens in between the panels of a comic book. It, yeah. Sometimes it, superheroes have to take a shit. <laughs> That's true. But you know, and now my yeah. and now my comic strip is ruined. Thank you, Colin. That's where I got so, one of my. I mean, this has to be one of my favorite lines in all of like film history. But I love when she wants to make out. And he's like, I'm married. You know. I mean, I like how he sticks to his guns. And she's like, I just thought we could celebrate. He's like. Then bake a cake. <laughs> well, and then and then when she says, "Well, Frank's married to Sarah, not Crimson Bolt," you know. So, so, but and then it hit the thing that pisses me off in comics the most Whoa. is the whole black cat. Uh, Mary Jane in the movies, they they're they're not in love with the man; they're in love with the guy the guy in the costume. You know, they're in, it's all the hero thing. It's not they don't love the man. It's all they want that, that well, costume. She loves a doer. Yeah. That's what it is. It's a doer. The same way. That's what I like about the uh, one of the messages of this movie, where he's like, you know, you either do something or you don't do something. You're not, you know, there is no like, because he, it's not like he, he thinks he's trying to be a superhero to save the world, but he realizes, no, I'm supposed to just save her. So let's just That's fucking do it. Yeah. You know, yeah. I, I've been trying to do all this other like real superhero stuff for, uh, I guess, like superhero training. What? And uh, <laughs> right. Did you superhero lose it? training. Fuck. <laughs> superhero training. Sorry, uh, so Travis trying had to, a bark yeah, He's moment. trying to do the the superhero. <laughs> he's doing only doing the the stopping crime stuff for training to 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 get Sarah. Yeah, yeah. Because he's 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 staked out the. The ranch where they live, and he knows he can't just because those are real ready. criminals, right? Yeah. He's going on the street. Well, he found and that he's out. He's like they fucking shot up, just like Joe Schmo on the street, trying to train up yeah. to get these real gangster guys that have guns right. and they live on a ranch with a Kevin you know, Bacon. Kevin Bacon. I love his, well, Michael his slogans. He comes up with you know, it's like shut up, shut crime. up crime. I think yeah. becomes like. Oh. Well, don't uh, don't sell drugs. Everyone give up. I love that line. <laughs> Everyone give up. Yeah. Well, even the part when he throws the wrench through the window when he sneaks up and sees the drug deal, and he throws the wrench through the window, and he's like, "Face the wrath of the Crimson Bolt," and then they pull out guns and he just takes off running. <laughs> yeah, those guys are the shittiest shots, by the way. Would it take twelve rounds to finally get one in him? But I thought that was kind of real, right? That showed like <laughs> yeah. the reality of the situation. That yeah. when like Michael Rooker took the one good aim yeah. and like shot him through the. That's yeah. actually after that scene is actually where he uh, 
uh, reveals himself to Ellen Page because she gave him a pamphlet to a party and uh, yeah, whatnot. Right. He needs to, yeah. But I mean, I like that they, that, like the bad guys in this movie. And I mean, again, oh, I'm not saying that this movie you know, has any kind of, you know, reality <laughs> itself, but it's trying to make that distinction between, you know, the, the kind of the, the, is it the fantasy world of the would be superhero and the reality of like, you know, real world crime that they even think that like, cause one of the guys at the end is like, this is fucking nuts. Like yeah. this guy this in a costume, like up. throwing, yeah. yeah. Right. Well, I like how these are like, like throwing bombs and shit. Out. And like, what yeah. the, f- like they've never encountered anything like <laughs> these this are before. like, instead of, cause these guys are like I said, how they're, how Michael Bacon, oh, Michael Bacon, Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh my Kevin God. Bacon. <laughs> what's the, what's the character's fucking name? Jock? Jock. Jock. Yeah, Jock. Jock. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Which I love the name I don't, of the club. I don't, get Michael Rooker. I've been saying Michael Rooker. So, so, that's their love child. Like, so, so uh, Kevin Bacon and these guys—they're—they're they're trying to raise up to be real criminals. So they really interact like friends. They're these low-level dudes that run like a strip club that it's are so starting to do in like heroin. Yeah. So I like how every conversation is real jokey, especially with uh, James Gunn's brother, Sean Gunn. I think his name is right. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I think yeah. That's he his was, name. The, was he the third one? He was the one with the mohawk. Oh, that's he, his brother. That's his yeah. brother. Oh. Him and Michael Rooker are also oh, in Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. As I like, recognize him from Guardians. Yeah, it's his brother. That's how he. But I think that guy's a really good actor. I like, he's got like the best thing where they just come out of a van. He's like, or the, the other guy's like, my grandma or corpse. He's like, yeah, you know, like if someone had a gun to your head, you had to fuck your grandma or your corpse. You know, like I'd fuck my grandma because at least she's got a working pussy. Right. <laughs> hey, that's the guy. I mean, I, I think that's like genius <laughs> writing, right? Because it's like. They're they're just at a gas station. It's like normal, right? Like you said, they're looking at the normal world and then putting it in this superhero context, right? So they're just at a fucking gas station. These two guys are joking around Joshua with each other. Then all of a sudden, they have to start almost like playing their parts, right? Right. They're you know because this is what they're trying to live up to based off of whatever fucking entertainment we've all seen in our lives and how you you know get money or power and. And whatever, because that's what I think this whole this whole movie is about, like fantasy. Uh, uh, what do you want to call it? In fulfillment? Yeah, fa- fantasy yeah. fulfillment for sure. Well, I mean, yeah, but it's like it's it's like the dark side of that, right? Yeah, I mean, like because Ellen Page's is that what character. Are? Well, if you cross that line, you would be in the dark side of it. But I mean, Ellen Page's character gets killed. I think in the, in a shocking moment, at least the first time that I saw this, I'm like, Jesus Christ! Actually, yeah. fucking, you know, killed her like yeah. in a gory yeah. way. Oh yeah. To I know, underscore, I, I didn't expect it to happen either. It but I like yeah. that the movie's trying to, to underscore the idea that, like, you know. You can you can be doing all this crazy shit, you know. Well, the characters want fantasy fulfillment. It is, but like not the movie, right? Okay, no. I see. What you're yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, but I mean, the idea that you can cut all that shit down by like one bullet, like just fucking flattens that all well, out. Well, because around. there's a, you know this is reality. Because there's you a very romantic and death involved. There's you know? a very romantic shopping for weapons scene, like fucking right. like five minutes before that, right? You got yeah. this fucking really fun song. Bonding, Good guys don't yeah. wear white and. You know, really fun stuff with how crazy Ellen Page is going to, like, hit a guy with a machete or whatever. But then, yeah, they get in the fight, you know, 
they're in there for like two minutes. She got half her face blown up. Yeah. You know, I mean, well, I guess I that's imagined that the movie. I, that's where dude gets like the rest of his like gusto, right? Yeah, that's where yeah. he gets the rest of his. I guess I didn't foresee I think- that coming. I thought that this was going to be more one of those things where like he was in love with the girl who's bad for him and he's going to find someone who is more suited to him. Mm. And, but it didn't fucking work out that way. It turns out that, you know, he had to get back together with Liv Tyler rap. for... He did get the rap. So, but he had know. to get back together with Liv Tyler and Ellen Page ends up, you know, blasted away in the face. Well, but see, there... That was now, a shot. Would, that have, would she have even stayed? Because once he got Sarah, that was the end of the Crimson Bolt. Well, so, I don't even think that have, was... You know, I'm saying, so the mission would have been over. So if you have her and she's just geeked about him being a superhero, that's all over with now. So, so yeah. wait, Gary, do you believe that he's done being the oh, absolutely at the end of this? It was yeah, only to get Sarah. Once he yeah. saved Sarah, he's not because yeah. that's what I'm saying. The guy's not a character that strived to be a superhero. He became a superhero because he believed God showed him a superhero yeah. show mm-hmm. that told him to be a superhero to save Sarah. You know, he became a superhero for yeah, one, Frank one goal. Do it. Frank couldn't do Frank it. Frank couldn't do it. It had to be the Crimson Bowl, you right. know? Yeah. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, uh, no, that's clever. I've, I've mean, always loved superhero movies that take a... Well, number one, superhero movies that aren't adapted from the books, right? Where these are... To me, it almost, like, verifies fucking superheroes as a genre of, of fucking goddamn film. You know, it is something that, like, it's a, it's truly an American thing we we strive to see our books and our other media made into film and TV. So superhero uh, films, I think, are just able to explore that certain side of us that's about good side, bad side, revenge. Uh, uh, I'm like losing track. Of my well, movie. I mean, it's <laughs> it's interesting that you're categorizing this as a superhero movie because, oh, yeah. well, I mean, I I believe that you can read it that way, but like, I totally didn't see it as a superhero movie. It's like a it's look it's a comment on superhero movies. You know, it's like it's the postmodern superhero movie. It's like once you've done stuff like this, and once you've done stuff like Watchmen, it's like, well, it's, where do you go with the superhero? But it's artistic, movie? right? Explored this. This is the most of- artistic personal superhero movie that probably will ever be. I would well, because all yeah. the superhero movies do the same thing every all the time. This is my opinion. Well, it seems like they're doing the same thing. So this is like, well, what if we were to take that kind of comic fantasy and bring it down to like you know a realistic uh, setting, but I and think, then say like, what's the psychology? But I think Frank Miller's the been person doing behind that. it. Yeah, well, you know, yeah. I mean, I mean, that's what everybody's always yeah. been trying. You you make these type of characters because. They can have stories that Batman and Superman can't, right? That's why you make little characters like this, because you can put them through psychological and uh, other situations that have consequences yeah. that you yeah. can't give to Batman and right. Superman. <laughs> right. But that's but I think that's time. what's interesting because I mean, no matter what, you know, superheroes have their archetype of of somebody where someone takes something you love, you lose someone mm-hmm. you love, you do something uh, bad that ends up uh, making you lose something, and so then you have to kind of like have a redemption story, right? Every superhero story is almost your own redemption, and uh, yeah. Well, and the other thing too is, <laughs> yeah. to me in this movie yeah. is you don't have a millionaire that, that traveled forward. across the world <laughs> training with detectives and ninjas. You don't have a multi-millionaire in a heavy armored suit. You don't have a guy that was injected with a superhero. 
you know, formula. This is, or somebody from another planet. This is just Joe, every guy. But do you, you know, yeah. so do, and, and do you see this back. as a super, as like I a see legitimate it as a superhero movie. movie? I see it as a hero, uh, of someone following a superheroic mentality, oh. but it's a vigilante. Dude, this movie's more inspirational than Man of Steel. Yeah. This movie, I mean, it has it at the end, the way he went, man, at the end when he has Kevin Bacon and he does that whole, you don't buy mine, you don't rape little children, you don't sell drugs, the rules were set a long time yep. ago. I mean, that's superhero stuff to me. That's like, because that guy, that's what a superhero is. A superheroes do that. Doesn't give a shit if he's breaking the law to do what's right. I mean, he is the wrath of God. But he is the. Uh, but isn't that the comment that the make, movie's making is that that type of person is like it? Like, but it doesn't matter. Odds with but he does it for a good reason. Even though he's at odds with society, he's doing it for a, yeah. a good reason. His good reason is like completely selfish that he wants to rescue. Uh, but get any back reason is completely selfish. But no, he wants to save Sarah because, like, it's, I like the idea that. Where at the end, where he's like, you know, the, some children are chosen. It wasn't me. She was the chosen one because she right. cares about people. Like, he wanted to save her, not because he wanted to keep her and possess her. He wanted to save her because he actually knew that she shouldn't be this drug addict. You know, other people wanted to use her. He wanted to actually fucking, like, help her become a real person, make her become yeah. a, even if it meant her loving another man. You yeah. know, he actually just wanted her to live. And that's why it's like, yeah, even though he, I mean, that's what, uh, that's what every American soldier or, or police officer is, right? Is you kill somebody that threatens our fucking self-interest, our culture. Our, I mean, <laughs> but you're a hero if you're, you know, if you're on the side of this is good, this is bad. I mean, yeah, everybody's good and bad is gray or, or maybe fucking not. Well, and I think the character made that evolution because in the beginning it seemed like he was only out to get her back for him. But then, like you said, he made that transformation, and he realized that he wasn't the chosen one. Sarah definitely was. And then she went on to have the children who wouldn't have been here had he just not – if he had not done that Yeah, maybe mission, they can change the world. Maybe it's all about, like, world. saving it, one yeah. person and not for – yeah, not for yourself, but for, like, what – what they could actually offer the world. Yeah, that's fucking inspirational no, shit. Superhero he, movie. He, no, he oh. saved her. He did save her. He saved her because he wanted her to be his. But that's not what it turned out to be, and that was sweet. That yeah, was nice. Because at least, you know, because, yeah, because, I mean, he could have just been like, it, he could have just been like, oh, because even when his, uh, his, uh, Hamburger buddy's like, oh, she's a whore. And he's like, don't talk to her about that. Don't, that's why I actually like that he is a Jesus freak. But he didn't save her just to save her. He saved her to be his. That's what he wanted. But it was the the idea that he saved her, uh, you know, the... The, the greater uh, ramifications of that comes after she left yeah, the second yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. So it's like yeah. she, she, was okay she left him the first yeah. time, and it was like, I got to get her back. She's mine. Yeah, that's the, the second time was yeah. like. The you second know, time he realized, like, yeah. well, he saved her, and she's on a better better path now. But I like how the idea. Let her go. Yeah, yeah. That's, so that's, that's actually the, yeah. the, the thing that like, you're supposed to take away from this, right? It's like there probably was less homicidal ways of. <laughs> you know, resolving no, this thing. I don't think there was. That's not as no, fun. But there wasn't, though. It took that extreme measure to pull her out of that life. It took that fucking, like, it took that horrible night. It's like, yeah. even though she, because, okay, when she goes to these AA meetings and all this shit, she talks about how she spent, like, a week in prison or a week in jail. And she never wants to go back there. It was so horrible, blah, blah, blah. She had to have that fucking horrible night at that ranch. 
you know, almost getting raped by the drug dealer that Kevin Bacon's working yeah. with. All that shit. She needed that to become clean. I mean, in a weird way. <laughs> like, well, and that that was something. Okay, during that whole scene where she's being assaulted by this guy, Rooker's sitting there eating his whatever they called them. They were good and plenties, but. Anyway, he's sitting there eating. I'm looking like he's all upset because he can hear her scream like he wants to go do something, I but doesn't. I like that. Well, to me, that's the anti of what Rain Wilson is because Rain Wilson did do something. You know what I'm saying? That's true. That, yeah. But I like that gives a little, like, to me, a little three dimensions to yeah. even the bad guys yeah. because Michael yeah. Rooker's There's the whole movie you, don't you see. Yeah, he's no, the Mike, smarter one of the group. It's my, like you can see that he's seen a bunch of shit and he's watching all this stuff and he's just like, yep. Well, he's know, also, you can tell. He, and I know because of where I've been, I know what's going to happen next. And it's like, there's things like, I don't agree with this, but, you know, this is what it is. It's like you could see something happening in his head. Well, especially because he was the one that, like, any anytime you see uh, her getting carted off to a vehicle, it's Michael Rooker that's He's handling it. looking her. out for her. So yeah. even yeah. though he is willing to do bad things to her, when Kevin Bacon is willing to give her up to this other drug dealer, you see this this bad guy conflicted. Mm-hmm. You do mm-hmm. just and it's all in the performance. It's all in the performance. It's that's, all in the, yeah, performance. In the Dude, writing. They that's do just this a few times in <laughs> yeah. this movie, like yeah. when Kevin that's a Bacon. Smart director, I love at the end when Kevin Bacon's like, "Here you go, you got her back. You fucking win." You know, he's just done with it. He doesn't give a shit about anybody. Yeah, really, he's trying he just, to save his own life at that point. But if then, I give him what he wants, he will go away. But then when he like <laughs> yeah. takes her, there's the look in my in Kevin Bacon's my. Said it again. There's that look in Kevin Bacon's <laughs> eyes where he just like says, "Well, like fuck it, no, like I don't, you know, I, you know, I just, but that's I'm jealous anyway." Even that's though completely I, in his character too, because he did that like moments before that with the drug dealer. It's like, well, yeah, when he gave her up, and then he's like, "Oh, well, you know, once you start thinking of your girlfriend as a horse, you know, it's time to move on." Well, time no, to let her say, go. like the moment when the drug dealer like you know packs everything. Up oh, yeah, and leaves <laughs> on him. It's like he knows that this guy is the guy who's going to make or break his career. This guy's connected, right? Right. Like there's people behind him, and he's like in that spur of the moment, this guy's getting the better of me. I got to fucking shoot him. He kills him. And then it's like, well, nobody can blame me for this, right? Yeah, we Which, had a deal. Actually, that echoed what uh, Ellen Page's whole thing was like, right, what's it my fault, right? Like, I'm not responsible for it's the fact that I almost killed this person. But not accepting responsibility. For oh, yeah. Well, Ellen Page did that a couple of times. Yeah. After the sex scene, she's like, I was sleepwalking. Yeah, 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 yeah. It wasn't me. But, I mean, it ties Kevin Bacon's character together, I think, with those two moments where it's like, his impulsiveness, I think, like, you know, it's <laughs> yeah. like he's, here, take her back, you win. Wait a second, no, this isn't right. I, I can't live with this, so I'm going to shoot you. And it's the same thing with the... Because I'm just the, a greedy fuck anyway. Yeah, well, like, that's his... This isn't about his good and that's evil. The, the thing that he's, you know... <laughs> this is about I had her, and you did it, you know, I like, I'm more into right? I thought that yeah. was the cool point If of he a, didn't have to assert himself and could have just let Rain Wilson take, you know, like, okay, fine, you win, like, would he have gotten killed in that moment? <laughs> Maybe not. I think I think he had to get rid of him because otherwise she would have went back. She wasn't to a point where she would have been strong enough to stay away from him. He would have got her back. Well, again. I think at that point when she knew that he was going to let the drug dealer rape her. Because, yeah. I mean, as soon as he threw on the phone, uh, the floor, she said she was sorry to Frank. You know, she understood, yeah, she you know, basically what position she was in again and whatnot. Yeah, I love that scene. This is messed up. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I love the bad guys in this movie, man. They're so fun. That's what I say, man. This guy Spielberg's up fucking... Well, he like, has a, a sense movie. of like how to... I mean, because I think everything that he's directed, he's written. Correct? Pretty sure. Well... Guardians. Guardians, Slytherin, but I want to say that it's got at least... Guardians had at least one more writer. 
I want to say a female. I'm but he sure has who. like it, like an inborn. I don't know if you can even teach this to people. You know that that, that gift for comic timing, or like you know, there's that scene that was great where uh, at the beginning where the uh, the first what is he drug dealer, I guess, right? The guy's yeah. dealing through the window of the, of the windows of the cars that come by. You know, he goes up to Rain Wilson, go, or the Crimson Bolt goes up to him and like tackles him, and the guy you know gets the better of him. So he goes, gets the, you know, the wrench and comes back. And the way that that thing is shot, you know, because you just see like this close up of the guy. He's like dealing it. He's like, he's he looks money. up. And he's like, what does he say? Like, oh, crap. Oh, or something oh, like that. Oh, shit. Like, oh, oh, like, or something. Cuts to his point of view of the Crimson Bolt just whacking him in the. <laughs> it was just the timing of that is hilarious, even though the violence is like, Jesus Christ. That's like, that's, you know, that's the first one. It's stronger. I guess then you would have expected. But that's why I always it's go like, to trauma. It's that's the trauma humor. The tra- especially okay. The the scene right after that is he chases the purse snatcher and runs right into the woman with the wheelchair. Yeah, I mean that that's is definitely fucking trauma, trauma yeah, humor. Absolutely. It's a little like off kilter. It's a little. It's funny, but it's dark funny. Like yeah. you mm-hmm. shouldn't. You're. It's funny, but you shouldn't be laughing. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's one of those. Things. Right. Yeah. I see he what just you're found yeah. the. Uh, he yeah. just found the budget and the golden thing. I remember <laughs> Dawn of the Dead being funny. <laughs> really? Oh, it had moments. When he wrote, you know, the remake. I don't remember that being really like I don't uh, that Burt being Reynolds funny. and Jay Leno zombies yeah, where they're blowing their heads off. That and, was funny. That was yeah. a funny line. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I don't know. And he, you said he wrote the, both the Scooby Doo's. Yeah, both yeah. Scooby Doo one and two. That kind of like what launched him yeah. into Hollywood. That's crazy. Hollywood. Well, and like you said, you can see yeah, the cast that he uses because all these people are throughout his movies, you know, different ones. The, I can never, Linda, however you pronounce her last name, she was uh, Velma. Oh. Scooby Doo. Cheer, cheer, it's an Italian name. I can't pronounce I forget it. her name. Oh, we didn't even mention, uh, well, we did talk. William Cat is in yeah, this movie, yeah. the greatest American hero and star yep. of our house, like, house? shows up. Yep. But I don't think he's like one of the James Gunn regulars. No. But Greg no. Henry is. Greg Henry. Remember he was the podcast. police officer. Yep. Yeah. We watched the movie From called Slither. Body Double. Yeah. Body Double. He was Greg the uh, he was the body double. Yeah. What? He was. No, he the, wasn't the uh, body double. He was uh, the killer. Oh really? Spoilers. Yeah. The the killer. Well, what that's <laughs> that? We already did that. Show. <laughs> I know, but for the people who are listening to this show that haven't heard the body oh, double. Oh Jesus! Very <laughs> sorry. That movie's thirty years yeah. old. <laughs> Spoiler uh, my ass. But yeah, Slither, he was the mayor. He had two lines yeah. on that, too. He Slither's was a great fucking movie. I like Slither. I, I tripped across it one night just on, on uh, it wasn't, I think it was on YouTube. You were tripping? It. Probably. Tripping, <laughs> tripping, tripping on my Netflix. No, but, uh, I mean, that's a great movie that's like this B horror thing. But I, it's still, uh, ha- it, well, it has, the. I, I think the it's humor. still, it's the writing, right? It's the writing and the timing in that. I mean, you can totally feel the James Gunn touch. I mean, I could even in Guardians of the Galaxy, which is, I guess, you know, I mean, I suppose I could in the first Avengers since the Joss you know, effect. You know, that's why I've always been saying that, like, all you got to do is make a movie where you talk a little bit about comics and they yeah. will hire you to make a comic book movie. Because, yeah, what they talk to the Avengers a little bit in this movie, you know, well, it's his artistic career ruined after the after after Guardians of the Galaxy. Like, uh-huh. Guardians of the Galaxy puts James Gunn now in, like, a different level of filmmakers that can it's, command, you yeah, know... Yeah, maybe. Multi, what, what was Guardians? Like, 100, 100 to $150 million budget. Yeah. Super was probably, like, 20 Right? Yeah, but All I the don't movies think... he worked on before, they were, like, $20 million movies. 
Now he does like 150. <laughs> but he's never hours. really done. I mean, I'm sure he's just going to be trying to do either like. He's I mean, doing Disney Guardians of the Galaxy or... for the rest of his fucking life. I'm sure they're going to go after him. Oh, no, they're not. They're going. I was going to say Marvel's going to go after him after Joss Whedon leaves, but they're going after the Russo. Yeah, because they're people. geniuses. Yeah. But, so, uh, I mean, is that all he's going to do is like, you know. I don't Garden think so. I think he's too. Uh, yeah, you because he can come back and do something like this. Like I said, they only got stuff him. That I want to see. Well, I him think do. that Guardians is doing stuff like this. I mean, he he it has definitely a lot. has. Like, it had his humor. Yeah, it well, had his humor throughout it. He's not losing it. He's adding it. Strike back about you do the, the one for them, one for, one for them, yeah. and then you do the artistic picture. I think he can do it again. Absolutely, but will he? Well, did he do something? He's doing it with a hundred million dollars. Well, I guess the Scooby Doo's right. That's what he does. He did Slither. The, I mean, right? He wrote the Scooby Doo's. Then, then he did, did Slither and Super. Slither, Super, and then Guardians. Yeah. So he, you know, so I mean, I mean, he's just getting up there. But uh, I mean, I think he'll have, well, hopefully he'll maintain like some sort of. I mean, you don't get hired by Marvel unless you like look like a Marvel movie. So I, I mean, you have enough creative control, but barely any. I guess I hope <laughs> well, that he that's doesn't what become Wheaton's big thing was you know. But I look at like the people who went before him, right? Is like the, your Tim Burton's and your Sam Raimi's, right? The, like those are the career paths that yeah, I foresee. But they like did all these guys, for... yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the fear, right? I mean, Sam Raimi, like, eventually did, like, I'm going to come back and, you know, make Drag Me to Hell, which I thought was fantastic. Him, you know, throwing things I, back. I feel like the Spider-Man movies feel like Sam Raimi movies to me. Yeah, but do does, they? does, does Oz to me, they do. powerful? Yes. Oh, yeah. no way. Absolutely. Dude, the Sam witch, Raimi's the witch is, interchangeable. Does it feel like a Tim Burton movie? Uh, maybe we should talk no, about <laughs> It feels like a Sam Raimi movie, it too. It does feel like a Tim Burton movie. <laughs> It does. It I think does. Sam yeah. Raimi's interchangeable. The gift doesn't look like simple plan. Doesn't look like. I mean, he that guy it really does. does. The <laughs> gift is. doesn't look like simple plan. No way. Uh, no. Simple plan's white and blue. Gift is like bl- brown and like <laughs> like. Well, it feels like a Sam Raimi movie. I mean, he had there. There is something. There is something. I mean, I see it like I see it in the Spider-Man films, specifically the second one. Um, with you know, Doc, yeah, of course, the arms. and I see it with the witches. Well, Raimi and, is more editing, uh, right? Raimi's more editing, where James Gunn is like a writing thing. James Gunn is a, but Sam Raimi also has like there's a sense of humor, right? That was distinctly uh, Sam Raimi. No, it's distinctly Three Stooges. That okay, well, yeah, distinctly but, okay, but, okay, but that's, yeah, I mean. but maybe that's the thing. Maybe that's the thing that it seems like you know as time goes trauma. on, he loses, you know. It just seems like when I saw Dude. I Was the Great and Powerful, and I think uh, Alice in Wonderland was like a year or two before that, and they're both from Disney, so Disney they're Disney movies. You show me Maleficent, Alice in Wonderland, Oz the Great and Powerful. You tell me which one was, I mean, I know, but if you were to say which one was directed by Sam Raimi. But I guess it's just to, to, in modern day. I don't think day, I can pick it out. But really? in modern day, to yeah. make a fantasy. I don't think no? I can pick out the Tim Burton one and whoever the hell did Maleficent. Because to make Jack a fantasy movie so yeah. nowadays. To make a fantasy really? movie nowadays, the studio wants it to look like a fantasy. They want yeah. it to look like all the other ones. Well, they you want have to, it to be competitive, I suppose. But yeah, right? yeah, I guess. But this right? is what I'm afraid is going to happen to James Gunn. Well, there's probably a, already a, did. And I, you know, I mean, I guess we're saying that this <laughs> well, is the, I don't know, art, because... the thing between indie and Hollywood, but this has like a heart to it and like a pulse to it that, you know, trauma. I think, well, no, because I think Guardians also has indie, it. Yo. I think that, you know, it's like he just has to watch himself. That Dude, he Troma is truly, truly indie. When you work well, for Troma, you work for fucking free 
for, you know, I mean, you live like a bum just to make movies. And I think that sort of indie lifestyle is what betters your personality. Cause I love when at the Oscars, when everybody was fucking ripping on superhero movies at the Oscars, James Gunn's the only dude that came out and said, you don't fucking love what you do any more than we. We're putting as much love into superhero movies. Even, whether you fucking think it's art or think it's blah, 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 We, you're not putting any more fucking love into it than we are. You know, I mean, the guy, that's why it's like, I think people that do grow up in that indie trauma, I, they're more grounded. They're more grounded. They, it's like they remember who they are. Not to say that fucking Hollywood won't totally change the dude because... Once you got Guardians money, but maybe he, well, he'll probably just do Guardians too. Yeah, or, or what? Right. You know, and the characters he fucking. There's not gonna be years. three or four. No way. Oh, whatever. No, they're doing their phases and Thanos. War no, six. that's gonna be know. Infinity. This <laughs> Russo's. Russo's are doing Infinity Saga. Sweet. But hmm. well, I mean, I'm sure. But that's yeah. I don't know. Yeah, you're right. That's just competitiveness in today's market. Today's movies, since movies have to have a look. That's why I've always liked indie movies is because nowadays with today's computer technology, if you don't have this certain shine, color correction, people are like, that's not a movie, it's cheap. Yeah. So everybody's yeah. movies yeah. have to look the yeah. same. Yeah. Just because of color correction but and it's, shit. It's like, I mean, it's... Everything's got to look like, like Saw. But all these, all these, everybody watches those type of movies and they... Because they think like that's what a movie is supposed to be. Anytime they would see something like Super, they're like, "There's something wrong with Super. Super's broken." Yeah, but you did that with RoboCop. You're like, it "Looks flat." It's like that's not a flat. That's what, it's a real photograph. It's just yeah. it's just like the real color. It's like just because there's no color correction, we're so used yeah. now to uh, we're so used to photos being manipulated to like a. It's a music video. We're so used to music videos now being perfect, movies. You can get the perfect picture. The perfect, like a fantasy picture. Yeah. Seven, right? Seven. Like it's a drama that like change. Like the, just the pictures of it are like, you know, we're gonna shoot with no light at all. People are gonna use flashlights indoors. Well, just yeah, like I said, the, the music videos. So saw and that, yeah, the, yeah. The music video look took over the industry, and so now everything has to look like that. Or Ooh, people are like, this is unproduced. Nails? Yeah. Yeah, so, so overproduction. We, yeah. Fucking trauma. Ooh, all right, so we went that? off the topic a little bit yeah, there, but hopefully yeah, you enjoyed our tangents. So is that all we have to say about Super? Are we at uh, wrap-up? So. I mean, well, we kind of covered it. I mean, uh, We've got uh, a couple of tweets here from Twitter follower Oliver Babbles. He just saw... Twitter follower Oliver! <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> <Whoa>. <laughs> How can you follow that? Commenting again. <laughs> Are you sure? Every single time you say it, we're going to announce him as Twitter, Twitter follower Oliver. <laughs> Twitter follower. Uh, Jesus. I know. Right? Oh, wow. That's upsetting. That's that. right. What am I on? I think I've had like, the fact hey. that I did that was perfect the first time. It was special. <laughs> you think so? Yeah. Twitter follower yeah. Oliver. Yeah. yeah. Hey. So anyway, you can leave Twitter follower Oliver Babbles says, I just saw Pitch Perfect 2 and they put in a can you dig it? Call back to our Warriors show. He says if he would have snuck in three beers into the theater instead of two, he'd have done the bottle click. Awesome, thing. man. This guy's sneaking beers into the theaters, man. Fucking. <laughs> this is cool. Yeah, you're one yeah, of us. Man. You are Thumbs one of us. You, bud. 
Fucking A, man. That's right. how you do it. Well, Thank all you, thanks Oliver. for listening. Especially we have absolutely too. no swag to send your way. But if we did, there would be something in the mail for you. Uh, so that means I wrap really want to see pitch. I do want to just say thank you for the brand new guy sending us a message. That was awesome. There you go. Thank you. We didn't yeah. know that person. That's right. I got it. <laughs> I got Holy shit. Do you guys know that guy? To this movie, <laughs> a, a Six Degrees of, because Elizabeth American. Banks was in Slither, which was directed by James Gunn, who directed Super. Bam. Tied it all in. Brent, your wrap up. Six Degrees. And Kevin Bacon was in this movie. So yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, okay. Wow. It's yeah. there. It's good. Uh, 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 um, yeah. Let's see. Brent's going to set the tone. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to set the tone. Uh, Super is, uh, to me, anyhow, um, I think that Super is, it, it really is, it's kind of a love story. Um it feels it feels very similar to an independent film that you would have gotten out of when when was this this was 2011 tw- or oh, 2010 or really yeah yeah if yeah i guess i mean it feels like it feels like one of those uh indie films that came out of i would i was even going to go like late 90s early 2000s um it, it doesn't i mean it does feel like a superhero movie but it doesn't i mean it's a very personal story and it feels like you're you're following this guy who early on, you know, you're seeing him struggle with losing his wife and you, you don't, you don't know why in the beginning, obviously. I mean, and as the film goes on, it's revealed to you. Um, yes, he does have visions about like superhero or about, about God superhero. and religion. Um, and his go-to is to become a superhero, but I don't think, I, I don't I don't really get that he is I don't I don't feel like he is doing this out of a religious uh I you guess person No <laughs> <laughs> High drama <laughs> Well now we know what religion we all are <laughs> Catholic <laughs> Oh <too soon. laughs> uh, I, I I, I don't. <laughs> Irish Catholic. We're losing it. Yep. We're losing, We're losing it. Thread. Really? He's doing it for a religious. Well, okay. So yeah, I mean, I, I no, I don't, I don't think that he's doing it for a religious aspect. I mean, I know that Travis says he's a Jesus freak, but I think that, I think that within <laughs> you, you said it, dude. You said it. Well, yeah, because I watched the movie. He's a Jesus freak. He sees his friends as demons when he was a kid, and sees Jesus on his wall. He's a Jesus freak. Fuck. Or schizophrenic Jesus freak. I agree with the ladies. I think that that was his parents' influence over him. Doesn't matter. Still, he is the. Uh, I think. Chosen wisely. You're I, wrong. Oh god. But I mean, I, we I think. We don't have time for all that, do we? I think that the specific thing about the film is the idea that he is he is going after Liv Tyler, right? I mean, that is yeah, that's the whole reason for it. That's the whole reason, which I guess every superhero needs a mission. And he has his, um, I, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's, 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 it's a really, it's, it's a movie that will surprise you at every, every chance it gets, I guess. I mean, but that's James Gunn and I like that. And I think that you, you see this character go from, go from like, I would say pathetic to to a point where he's making pipe bombs in his sidekick's apartment, you know. I mean, you don't remember that part? no, I remember that part. 
Uh, what's the face for? He went from being pathetic to making pipe bombs and his like is he went out a good and did thing? something. He went out and did something. <laughs> That's how the Unabomber started too. <laughs> he went from being pathetic to being a badass. I thought you were gonna go to the end of the I movie like where he went from pathetic really, to being really mean word. I don't I don't like that word. Pathetic? It's well, I think that I mean It was pathetic. I, I think that the fact that like when he jumps on the car and I, I, I feel for him. I mean I, I know that what he's going through is is it's a tough thing, but uh, I also think that maybe not pathetic. Maybe I don't yeah. know. What, I don't know. What his the first night as a superhero. His he's first pathetic. night out, he had a dirty diaper hanging yep. on his belt. <laughs> yep. They make yeah. him pathetic. Yeah, yeah but that's yeah, that's the point though. Yeah. Because right. you see him go from that to becoming this badass, right? Making pipe bombs and blowing shit up and shooting people. Like fucking hey, dude, stabbing like, people on fire. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, fucking awesome. <laughs> and a guy yeah. with no arms, guy, no legs. I don't want to die. Dude. Pumps two rounds into it. God bless you. Dude, what the awesome. hell is going on? That was here? awesome. <laughs> we're saying that's bad, right? No, no, no. we're not. You are saying that. It's because that guy was a bad guy who, just because he's in pain, now he is wants now mercy. wishing he doesn't want pain, even though he's. A bad dude, probably willing to do shit to other people. Once somebody blows his fucking arms off, then he wants to plead for uh, mercy. I like uh, what what it's what Optimus Prime said in Transformers the movie. You who are without mercy now plead for it. I thought you were made of sterner stuff. <laughs> yeah, dude, you don't give bad guys the fucking. Um, I, I I love I love how the be- the beginning the very beginning of the film starts with the idea that the two most important moments in his life is getting married and telling the cop where to go. I mean, he uh, doing a good deed, right? Hitching and snitching, and that's what the whole film's about. The whole film is about getting back his wife and also about doing a good deed or, you know, being a do-gooder, a superhero, a superhero is a do-gooder, right? I mean, it's somebody that's trying to, Page. to stop, <laughs> to stop crime. Well, yeah, I mean, she's, she's like the antithesis of him, but, uh, uh, I think that, I think that in the center of the film, like it has a, there, there's a moral code and it has a heart and it, I think it does like it, it is an independent film and it feels like an indie film. It feels like something that like you would watch when you were in college. <laughs> um, but oh, here we go. It, <laughs> it also, it also feels like a superhero movie to me. I mean, I mean the, he has the moment where he gets taken down just like Bruce Wayne, it's just like fucking Batman. Out. He has the first night out. He has the injury. He has to learn from that. He has the sidekick to bring him back. Yeah, and, like everything is there. Then he has the big baddie that he has to fight at the last bad. big scene the at the house. And he stabs somebody that's on fire. The final showdown. Yeah. So I I would recommend it big time. Um I like it. The music's awesome in the film. Check that out, uh folks. If you can, watch it. Super. You can probably get it wherever your local uh, video store is. <laughs> get it from your Redbox. Get it from your Netflix. Whatever. Are the ladies doing a wrap up? Intern, you're up. Yep. Final words on Super. Okay. Uh, I liked it. It was nice to see a superhero movie that didn't involve some rich guy or somebody who got bitten by a spider or 
whatever, some like a demigod or something like that. It was kind of nice to have like a regular person. The only thing that kind of bothered me about it is that he still didn't really pay for his actions in the end. Like, I mean, yeah, he still didn't have his wife at the end. And that was like a realistic twist that was nice. But how many people he killed or maimed or hurt. <laughs> he never went to jail. He never really answered for it. <laughs> like, it just, I was expecting something to happen. I mean, and what about that cop that those guys killed? He's just laying in his house. No big deal. No, they moved him. <laughs> and, he, and Frank never did go full. You know, well, I guess eventually he went back home, well, but not till after the whole ranch was over. Yeah, but it's just like it's there's just was no consequences for anything. It was like oh, okay. well, because the cops. Well, were- he didn't kill him. The the the, bad guy. the mod guys killed did. like plenty of other yeah, people. Yeah, but he no, had to come he full me with that. Kevin Bacon's minions. He didn't kill, kill anybody until the ranch. Yeah, he didn't kill it. He just sent him to the hospital. But it doesn't he, matter. They didn't was, kill him. He still like maimed them. Yeah. But they all Kevin were Bacon's raped. They were, they were pedophiles, yeah. and drug dealers, blind butters. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry, but when I'm at the theater and somebody cuts, yeah, it's I'm all for it. Okay, but anyway, sorry. So they took care of the body. His bacon bits. Yeah, his bacon bits. Kevin Bacon's bacon bits. They took care of the body. That that is the other thing. Like I was so happy to watch Kevin Bacon eat eggs and comment a lot on the eggs. Like somebody set that up. Somebody was just like, you know, it would be really fucking funny if we had Kevin Bacon talk about breakfast. Yeah, that was. That's gotta be James Gunn. Yeah, it had to be. Like that was the best part of the entire movie for me. Like I just, I really loved it. It was the best thing. But I mean, I kind of like that the end was realistic. That all this bad stuff happens to Liv Tyler, and she, I mean, she leaves him, but this time she does it in. A better way. I mean, she still just kind of got up and left, but at least she left a note. She doesn't this face time. her problems. <laughs> no, she's not into facing her problems. <laughs> she leaves notes and like hooks up with dudes. She hooks up with Kevin Bacon. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, at least she left in a better way, and then she turned her life around this time for real. Like that was kind of it was a nice realistic ending as opposed to like a happily ever after or whatever you would expect from a superhero movie. In the in like just in with the, his relationship with his wife, and it would have been nice if he could have been with Alan Page because that would have made sense. But her dying was a very good twist, and I was kind of excited to see it. Like, not that I wanted her character to die or anything, but it was kind of cool. So I would recommend it. Awesome. Oh. <laughs> All right. Well, yeah, I would, I would recommend the movie also. Um, I, I like the movie and the fact that, um, I like the whole concept of the movie, but the, the best part for me was the end, like, Travis, stop looking. Look away. Sit in the corner. There you go. I fucking hate wrap ups. I hate them so I much. wasn't expecting one. I hate them. So I have um, to do it. <laughs> no, I love Ellen Page. I love her so much. And so I like the fact that. 
that her character was in there and she was basically the same like smart ass character from Juno. I just I love it. I just <laughs> love it. I relish it. I do. But um I think it was a good movie. It was a good movie. Um it's mm, bizarre how someone could like fall off the deep end and just <laughs> decide to be a superhero. <laughs> but um in the end, I I did like the ending. I did. Um but yeah. Um my wrap ups really lame. <laughs> so that's a recommendation. You're saying No, go no, I would super. definitely recommend recommend it. For sure. For sure. I would definitely recommend it. All right. For me, it's watching this guy who's been an underdog his whole life. I mean, and, and you see how his parents enforce this rigid moral code. You know, you looked at, at Heather Locklear, so you're going to get a beating for that. You know, so they, they do all these things. And then he's got things from other kids urinating on him from the stairs. Uh, he goes to prom with this girl and she winds up having sex with the photographer rather than him. That's not trauma humor. Yeah, Yeah, that's total trauma humor. Yes, it is. It is. Photographer at high school prom. So so we watch this guy who's been an underdog his whole life and he finds his wife and this is just this this one sparkling moment in his life besides the ratting on the, the crook thing. But... So he's got these two moments, and then that's taken away from him. So the one time in his life, like he felt that like he had something that's been stolen away from him. So I can see someone who's already been pushed to those points getting to to where they decide to fight back in this manner. You know, it was uh, it was a, it was a lot of fun watching the character. There were funny moments. The brutality doesn't bother me; it never does. But uh, you know, and in the end, when he was taking out the criminals, yeah, I had no problem with that. Double tap him. I have no problem oh, with it. Go right ahead. There yeah. Yeah. Fucking like already dead and he's just going around making, making sure. sure yep. Yep. Oh, yep. So, awesome. and Ellen Page, she, her performance in this, I loved her character in this movie. This, that was one of the funnest characters to me because she, she didn't really have a reason other than she just wanted to be a superhero. She just wanted to be a hero, get in the action. And she just went I think nuts. There was an excuse for her to get go nuts. Yeah. And, and I do believe that Rain, uh, Wilson's character was schizophrenic. I really do believe that because he's hearing the voice of God. He's having all these visions, and then he just went in a natural progression and 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 took out all of his frustration and rage. Yeah. And how do you do that? You can't do it yourself. Put it through the superhero. Make the superhero Make do it. Costume. Yeah, you know, and and you see that in a lot of the comics. A lot of the characters do that. They deal with things. Frank Castle, the Punisher, family killed by the mob. Goes on a, a war. He just kills every mobster for, you know, every, you know, it doesn't matter that they weren't the ones that killed his family. They're just evil because they're in the mob and he takes them out. Uh, but like I said, great, great, you know, great movie. Uh, Kevin Bacon was, he did play the sleazy character well, you know, and I did like how casual he was about some things, you know, like uh, when he told Rain Wilson, don't touch my car one more time, you're going to get dealt with. And he touches <laughs> and he goes, that's that's not the kind of touching I'm talking about. I'm out of here. So yeah, yeah, And see, that's what I like. Like I said, it had that kind of sense to it. Uh, a couple of the movies that came out, Kick Ass was more big budget. 
You know, but I think it was trying to say kind of the same thing, you know, about, well, what if somebody did become a hero? There's other, uh, another movie with Woody Harrelson called Defendor. He becomes a superhero, gets, you know, has problems. And at one point, the DA is talking to him and she's like, but you assaulted. And he's like, yeah, but they broke the law. <laughs> and I think that gets it to that point where they are they are on their their path. And if you are doing wrong, they're justified in punishing you because the law isn't doing it to their satisfaction. So that's what they do. But I think in the end, we've discussed how he was he, originally with Sarah. It was about getting her back for him because he, he was in love with her. God, just give me this one thing, you know. But in the end, I think that showed the progression of him as a human being where he got to the point when she left the second time. He didn't go try and get her back. He realized that he didn't save her for him. He saved her for what she was going to do what was going back to school, having her family and all that was fine. And he got something else in return. It shows all the drawings for uncle Frank from the kids. He would have lived life. Yeah. He was a shut in. Yeah, but somehow he, Liv Tyler pulled him out, even though it was this crazy adventure in a weird right. way. <laughs> he didn't did save it. her for that. I mean, that's hindsight, right? Well, and she's still, he, but you got to think she still left way. him with the new shining moment in his life, which is he made all that possible in, in, in the end. All of that, the kids wouldn't have been there had he not went to him and and uh, Ellen Page went to the ranch that night. None of that would have been possible. So I think yeah. that became his new shining moment to replace the two that were taken away from him. Oh yeah, sure, yeah, he had all those, yeah, all those shining yeah. moments. So that's what I think. And even then, it showed you know some of the different thoughts. Getting the rabbit was special to him. Uh, Ellen Page's character talking about being between the panels. So you know there there was a lot of good messages to it, and you could definitely see the progression of the character. In the end, he didn't pay for his crimes, but no, no superhero really ever does, you know, because it, it's still assault, you know, it's still aggravated battery, whatever it is, you know, if you throw a hammer at somebody that's aggravated battery or a pipe wrench, <laughs> Thor, don't think you got away with it either. We saw what you did. Anyway, so I recommend the movie. Great movie, love it. Yeah, I love this movie. Uh, this is my second time going through it, and you know, I mean, the thing that struck me about it this time is. Uh, there was like an analogy in my mind, I guess, to Fight Club. What I saw was the arc here was Fight Club and Super deal with two guys who are fucked up when we first meet them and end up more complete human beings by the end of the movie. That's the arc. It's not, at least this is just the way that I took it. It wasn't that he started off pathetic and ended up, you know, like becoming a badass. I think, you know, or that uh, uh, Cornelius ended up becoming Tyler Durden. You know, it's like those are the things that, like, you know, you're watching the movie and they go through it, but it's like, that's not, like, advisable to anybody else except for the character in this movie. It's right. interesting to watch their journey through it, but, like, the important thing is where they end up, you know? And all the shit that they did in the in the meantime is, like, how come they didn't get, you know, I mean, like, if any sane person was to do this, or anyone, even a crazy person was to do this in real life, they'd end up, you know, in behind bars. Yeah. This is, or dead. You know, yeah, or dead. I mean, this is like, you know, it's terrible stuff. I'm not saying that, you know, I'm opposed to the violence in the movie. I, you know, I mean, I love the effects. I love the fact that they use, I love the way that they use violence in this movie, the brutality of it, because, like I said before, it's at odds with the tone. And I think that's why it works so well. You're like laughing because you're like, Jesus fucking Christ. You know, it's just because it's so strong. It's a comedy with like this, like, Trauma. You know, very uh, <laughs> strong, dude. It is. I've I'm sorry. seen trauma I'm sorry. movies. I'm sorry. There's. <laughs> I know. You just somehow, there's no somehow art. You there's don't no get it. art to those. Somehow films. you don't get it, but. <laughs> 
There's but, actually an uh, article I read. I guess I think about. the the second rail, uh, you know, this thing runs on that I like is the deconstruction of the the superhero myth. I guess it to me it's it it's not a superhero movie, even though it does fulfill all the obligations of a superhero movie. We're like we got to tell the origin. Where did he super. get the suit? He got the suit from here. You know, all those moments, those beats. But it's looking at it from like a removed. You know, like third person perspective. You know, it's seen all the comic books, it's seen all the movies, and it's making a comment on them. Kind of like, I guess, you know, uh, Dark Knight Returns and Watchmen did before it, you know, as far as the written stuff. Um, so that's, it's interesting to me, like, whenever you have a genre that, you know, when, it, when a genre becomes so, pop, so popular that you've got people like, making these criticisms and comments. I mean, because they're criticizing <laughs> the implicit stuff within the superhero myth, you know? The uh, the vigilantism, the above-the-law, you know, lawlessness of the central character, the sexual fetishes of the central character. You know, it's like, it's making comments of the stuff from where, like, you know, Batman will never deal with any of this shit, <laughs> no. right? He yeah. is unchangeable, a Un, you know, a fixed moment. He has to be Batman forever. So you can <gasps> step outside. No, he doesn't. And do these movies where you look at like these different facets Batman. of the superhero myth, and that's like that's where you get new stuff out of it. Mm -hmm. You know, and uh, you know, I mean, I guess I, I really like the the movie for that. So on both tracks that I was like, you know, looking at this movie, going like, you know, it, it delivered on both of them. So I think, yeah, super. A plus plus. I mean, I of course love this movie because, like I said, if you have a guy wear a mask and punch people in the face, I will like that movie. I, odds are, I will be in pretty much favor of that movie. But uh, the reason I love these type of movies is okay. Like, if you imagine back to a time, okay, Superman the movie was made in seventy eight. Tim Burton's Batman wasn't made until 89, 11 years later, right? Mm -hmm. So, I mean, superhero war movies weren't being made the way we see them now, where there's three a year, right? So, the idea that when they made movies like that John Ritter movie, Hero at Large, where they just find reasons for somebody to get into a costume and, and kind of, like, do something superhero-y, like, well, like... Like Mystery Man, even though I mean that's adapted from an actual book. Meteor Man, Blank Man, even though those are all being kind of retrospective on what Blank Man's well, kind of like. Well, they were answering the call of the '89 Batman in a weird way. Yeah, right. They were yeah. trying to, but just the idea that somehow we've always wanted to keep this uh, alive in, in in film. We've wanted to keep these heroes, even though when when special effects weren't readily available, we just didn't do it. So we kind of gladly would allow either artistic uh, a license on these types, like Unbreakable or something like that, where you can dissect what it is to be a superhero with consequence. The same way you said you can't do this with Batman, you can't do this with Superman, you, can't, you have to create an archetype that kind of follows the same thing. That way you can show, well... This is either what my reality is or what, uh, you know, whatever. Uh, I I love Ellen Page's character just because she's almost like when you watch South Park 
and South Park watches Terrence and Philip, you know, because everybody calls South Park a bad show with bad humor, but then these kids watch the show with actual toilet humor. I think that's what Ellen Page's character is, right? You're watching this this this, uh, this violent movie that that you're laughing at, but then when Ellen Page's character gets introduced, somehow the justification gets withdrawn a little bit, and you're like, "Oh, I love Ellen Page. She's so good." But she's kind of like a spot that I always call like 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 Crimson Bolt's like a Superman DC character where where Ellen Page is like a Spawn image character. Yeah. It's all about just how cool the costume is, and that I could do violence to somebody. Where this guy. He is actually finding a moral justification for what he's doing. She is just, just in it for it. the image or what the news is going to say about it. You know, she wants the celebrity of it where he wants the morality of it. You know, and that is how superheroes have changed yeah. over the past 50 years or whatever, right? Like, today's, they're more superpowered people. In today's comic book world, and not superheroes, they just happen to be people with powers because you want drama. With drama, you got to have friction, blah blah blah. So they they take away more of the morality away. That way, you don't have such a stiff guideline. You allow for more friction to happen, but at the same time, it kind of loses the, uh, I guess the roman the romanticism, I suppose, of the superhero. But at the same time, you get to. I mean, it, it's one of those things where you want it both ways. You do. Right. You want you want the morale tell, but then you also want. Well, here's the opposite end of the morale tell. Here's the where you're the fucking bad guy because you think you're doing the right thing, just the same way the bad guy either thinks he's doing the right thing or is you know. Yeah, because that's batter. classic in comics. The evil, the villains never really think they're villains. Yeah. They're doing what they think is right in their own twisted logic. And uh, even though. I mean, I always rail and rail or rail against movies that have like, ah, oh, well, they just use the fucking relationship as a cheap, you know, like template for. He does. I do. I hate yeah, it. Like I hate 120 it. episodes. But like I said, if you if Check you out. start a movie, if you start a movie and the character says she's the love of my life, she changed me for everything. I buy it. You know, it's, if you just start with it, if, you know, like Alien, when she just like or Aliens, when she just shows up and they're like. Oh, your daughter. Da, da, da. Then she finds the other daughter. I'm like, I get what's going on. She lost a daughter. She gained a daughter. Da, 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 da. But if you tell me he loves her, I'm like, yeah, dude. That's, that's, that's the character. He loves her. They didn't have to, like, it didn't need to come up in subtext. It was part of the story. You know, it was part of the story how much he loved her and how much. I mean, it's what made him become a superhero. It's the same way if you take, like, Spider-Man's origin of Uncle Ben got shot, right? This is just a story showing you how this character had such a personal relationship with the Uncle Ben character. But it's it's Sarah, his wife, who even she was using, right? People say, oh, people say, you guys... <laughs> that he was being selfish in his goals where Sarah was being selfish in her goals in marrying Frank. She just wanted sobriety. She wanted a boring dude. She didn't love him. She wanted a boring person. That way she can get on the road to sobriety. That's why like, I really think the story is interesting on that level is because they do, it's not just I love Sarah. They really do, I, I think, add a nice, like, story of addiction to it. I mean, this is a really, like, developed story of a woman that 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 was addicted, tried to recover, 
was relying on this fucking square, <laughs> this pathetic dude, to keep her whatever, then she she relapsed, and this fucking guy who, even though he could have just left her to uh, to the dogs like everybody told him to, he's like, no, you know, I'm supposed to save her. She, you know, she relied on me to keep her sober, take her to a meetings, and da 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 you know. That, you know, I just think that's, uh, it's almost more inspirational than any superhero of the past, like, movie of the past ten years, you know? Most of the superhero movies of the past ten years are are problems created by the heroes that they have to fix, right? That way they have a self-interest or a personal vendetta, blah, 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 where this is a superhero movie where this guy really does want to save somebody, you know? And it's not the big scale of, I have a city to save, my city bleeds, da, 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 da. It's just, no, I care so much about this one person, I don't even care if she shits on me. I'm going to try to help this person. You know, even though she threw me the fucking dog, she, she blah, 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 I need to... And, and the reason I think him being a Jesus freak works is because he's the only one allowing to accept her for her, like, bad past, right? The whole idea that... that uh I mean, not, not that this movie really preaches this, but just the idea that that they always say uh, that, uh, you know, Jesus always seeks out the sinners, right? He always seeks out to help the, the people that are the worst, right? He So even though people that say they want to help Sarah still kind of accuse her and well, accuse her, not necessarily accuse her, but they still want to you know, oh shit, what, what's the word I'm looking for? They only place the the druggy per, persona on her. Frank, even though he's a loser and a uh, Jesus freak, is able to at least kind of look at her with some sort of innocence that this person deserves redemption, right? He, in a world where there is no, yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, no. don't, yeah. No. That's true. No. <sighs> that's not the way he looks at her. For sure. God damn it. No, it's don't, not. It will, don't let her just interrupt. Come on, come on, help me. It's not. All right, well, well all right. For that's for after the show, but you're the finish your wrap up. So is that a recommendation for Super? Well, it's my movie, yeah. <laughs> no, but that's we've not the mo- way he looks at Sarah. He looks at her like he doesn't. He just doesn't want to lose her. But he's also, care. but he was also willing when, like, when hit when her, like I said, the scene of when she's with the sister saying. You know, oh, you know, you can't just get married because it's too big of a decision. I mean, she's the one that says it. Uh, Sarah's the one that says it about how, you know, Frank's the one to save me. For sure, because, for sure. That's why he don't even care when the fuck she, like, leaves him. He'll accept her back because it's up to him to save her. For sure. He understands. He's not just going to be like, well, she's a fucking heroin addict. Fuck her. Forget her. He sees what, he sees Sarah's potential. Everybody else... Just kind of sees her as a druggy, but he right. sees the potential. He's not going to give up on that, even if she fucks him over. Even if she like whatever, he's like, no, I'm not going to give he up. Does on he does? But she does. She does. does. That's why he's like, you would. He doesn't give up on her because he keeps on seeing, like you know, he won't give well, up on the potential. And, well, and that's the idea, the idea right? That, that she, he maybe sees an idealized version of her. It's not actually her. And that's true, too, but that, that could even be the same as Batman for Gotham, right? right. It's, you need an idealized version of somebody to want to save them, to want to make them better, and then giving them the chance. 
in a weird way, I mean, and this is like, I won't get too far into this, but look, like, look at Taxi Driver, right? Where, uh, what's her name? Civil Shepherd. Or, sorry, no, uh, Jody Foster. She's not asking for help. But yeah, yeah. but dude just kind of has it in his own imagination. She needs yeah. my help. She needs my help. You don't really know if she wants it yeah, or she if she has to be rescued. He just somehow sees it in her. He yeah. somehow is is self projecting. Not that I think Frank is self projecting. I'm just talking about you know the sort of characters that it takes to a. Uh, Make this type of story. Anyway, I like the movie. <laughs> I'm a big fan of the oh, movie. I'm not saying I didn't like the movie. Anything just... with a mask, I'm down for. Uh, anything with a oh, mask. Wow. <laughs> Maybe not Lone Ranger or Green Hornet. Oh, no, anything with a mask. Cereals, yes. Anything Please. with a mask. Anything. Self domination. S and M. Yeah, Whoa. dude. So Whoa. I love superhero movies. It is a superhero movie. It's got way more heart than a lot of other superhero movies. Uh, uh, has lots of action, I think. Definitely really good. I mean, that's what I... I mean, the first half of this movie does play comedy, blah, blah, blah. Then the second half, I mean, they get kind of serious with the action. They get serious with the with the stakes. They, like, pick it up. That's why it's like this movie does have a nice blend of, like, almost everything. Humor, drama, art. I mean... It, and they didn't have to blow up a goddamn city to do it. They didn't need to blow up a city. That's right. You don't need to blow up a city. They even had folks. artistic music, like, la, 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 la. And punk bands. La, yeah. la. All right, so we should wrap this up, though. So that's super. That's, that's super. Yes. All right, so that's super. So next week game. on the Saturday Night Freak Show, Brent is going to be showing us uh, yeah, 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 one yeah. of his... Summer of 2015 time travel movies, and it's going to be titled. Maybe I don't even show a time travel movie. You never know. Could be crazy. It could be. What? Uh, Next next week, we're going to watch Hot Tub Time Machine. (laughs) Holy shit. The first one. The first one. Okay. I got a feeling you're going to wish you could go back in time and change that decision. <laughs> I've seen it, Gary. I have seen it. I'm wondering what we're going to talk about. We'll see you next <laughs> we'll, week. We'll find out next week. <laughs> you can time travel there on our iTunes, Stitcher Radio, TuneIn, and uh, wherever your podcast destination is. And we're on SaturdayFreakShow.blogspot.com. Kind of losing the thread. No, that's okay, because it's the end of the show. And until next week, folks, the basement's going dark.